countdown. One, two, three. That was Kirk. That might, might nice, have been our best nice effort. Our best one. <laughs> nice effort, Kirk. I fucking clapped. Right. What else do you want from me? Eventually. <laughs> All right. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to our uh, live on Twitch question and answer session. This is the second one that we have done so far. The first one was right after the Red Sands arc. Um, just a couple of announcements right off here off the top. I want to mention a couple things before we start. Number one, uh, it is October 28th. We are running a fan art contest this month for Inktober. We've gotten a few submissions, but would love to get more. Um, we've got a copy of the new Dungeons and Dragons book, uh, <coughs> Waterdeep Dragon Heist, that we're going to give away. So if you've got some art skills, I mean, we love seeing fan art throughout the podcast. We love uh, getting those, whether they're stick figures or really elaborate things. But if you want to send in your fan art um, to us on Discord or Twitter or email thetaverncast at gmail.com, we'd love to take a look at those. And um, our favorite is going to win that book. And we're gonna probably going to extend that just to the end of this week and then draw uh, on Friday. Not Or uh, pick our favorites on Friday. So, um, Secondly, we are all going to a Catacon in Dayton. It's a con- gaming convention for uh, tabletop games, board games, all sorts of good stuff. That's going to happen in a couple weekends, November 9th through 11th. On Saturday the 10th, we are doing a live show. So if you go Google search Acaticon, go to their website. I think it's just acaticon.com. Um, that's A-C-A-D-E-C-O-N.com. You can buy badges for the convention if you're around Dayton or want to travel in. And then uh, you can sign up for our event. Um, once you get your badge, they'll send you links to how you can sign up for, for different events that goes on that go on during the convention. Uh, ours is on Saturday from 2 to 4, I believe. So we'll be live. We're going to play a one-shot. And we have uh, Mimi Merlot, Victoria Rogers from the Broadswords joining us from that. So we're super excited about that. Um, let's see. There's a third thing. Hmm. I don't remember. Anybody remember? I didn't tell you. You didn't tell us. <laughs> any, any guesses? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. But anyway, welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you watching in, listening in. Um, we're going to answer questions that we've gotten in from the Discord and a few places. Um, but if you have anything, anything pops up you want to know, uh, chat in, uh, write it in the chat box. Hang out. Talk. Um, we'll, try to answer, uh, we'll try to answer most of the questions from the Discord, and then maybe we'll take some minutes to... Uh, to look at some of the questions in 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 Twitch uh, later on, we'll probably be here. I don't know, an hour or so. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, um, first of all, let's. I want to just a little softball question for everybody. We're going to start off with a uh, a Mary fucker kill because that was one of our questions that we got uh, in in the Q and A. We will start with now. This says. Uh, I think it starts with me, Mary, Fucker, Kill, Tug, Durf, and Carl. Um, I haven't given this any thought whatsoever, but I would say, man, I don't know. I think everybody's marrying Carl, right? Right? I don't, yeah, I guess. It does seem like he would be the, the gentlest lover. I'd probably. Maybe. It's the religious ones you have to watch out for. This is a really difficult question to answer. <laughs> this is a difficult question to answer because your characters are basically you guys. So I'm deciding who I want to marry and fucking kill between it's, Carl or before, between Brian, uh, Kirk, and Jamal. You can kill me, man. It's cool. Uh, I won't take it personally. <laughs> I, I mean, I would kill me. So I, no, honestly, I'd probably marry Tug. 
I feel like what? it'd be a good good time for the rest of my life. Really? You know, if, if I want to have, have That's, someone uh, to stick I'm, around. I'm going down. <laughs> I'm going down. Time, I'd probably. Hmm. Wow. If if Joe picks me, um, he's a furry. <laughs> this is his coming out yeah, I'm not really into bestiality, so I'd probably kill Durf, and f- I guess I'd fuck Carl. That's right. Uh, no, yeah. you'd be so boring. And bad. <laughs> I don't know. All that. No, I've got all those like that pent up uh, sexual frustration. I'm ready to go. If it was me, Eugene would watch gross. in the corner of the room. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> all right. All right. So here, uh, let's go. Why don't you start, Durf? Marry, fuck, or kill. You could pick any three NPCs from the show that you want. <sighs> any three NPCs. Leave, leave Jill out of this. entire show. Okay. Kill Jill. That's a snap. Right? Already dead. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, fuck, sassy. Um, uh, Mary. Oh wow! What what was what was her name uh, from the Red Sands? Bree 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 spelled B R Y Bree Bree. Bree. My my sweet little cheese is who I would marry. Uh, What? And luck with that. Uh, kill Felix because he's the bad guy. Oh, we can't get that. <laughs> Good NPCs. Um, kill. Who would I kill? Who's all the people? Listen, please, <laughs> nice, please list dog. every NPC we've ever talked to. Uh, no. Kill. Um, I'm so disappointed. Ones. I'm so disappointed with this answer. Kill. Uh... <laughs> you can you can kill Felix, but no one else can pick that. <laughs> Okay, I'll kill All right. Felix. All right, Brian. Uh, I'm gonna uh, kill. I'm gonna go ahead and take the archmage. <laughs> okay. Uh, I actually thought about that just before. I was like, I should kill the archmage. So I'm glad somebody else did. Uh, I'm going to um, fuck Abby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I know the expected answer is Mary Tess, but that's not what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna leave mm. Tess out of this. Um. I have to pick somebody else, though. I'll just marry Tess, whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As expected. The All right, Kirk. Um, I'd kill Horace. I don't know who that is. Oh, <laughs> Hubert. <laughs> Hubert. Harry. Hieronymus. Henrietta. Any any of those H names. Kill it. Um, I will lay in bed with Bree. And who do I, what do I left? Mary. <laughs> this is the worst. I'll, I'll marry Abby. I'll marry Abby. There you go. What a guy. Nice. Those nice. arguments would be fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So that was a little softball warm up question. That was the softball, uh, huh? <clears throat> that was the softball, yeah. I'm basically going to get a ro- roll through these pinned uh, messages, these questions. Um, I'm going to leave it up to you guys to uh, call out what you want to answer here. We have a ton of options, ton of options. Um, I guess I can read. I'll read another one. Let's see. You're certainly not uh, going in order because I don't know where you're at right no, now. No, I'm just going around. I'm just going around. Uh, I'm not going in, in any, any sort of order. This one is for... Kirk. Oh, this one actually for everybody. This is submitted by... Oh, I didn't read who that was submitted by. I'm sorry. That was 
Ape Tit. Ape Tit submitted that. <laughs> Adam Pettit submitted the uh, MF Kill. And then uh, let's do one from Holly Rocks. This is for Kirk. Hey. What is the most tug-like thing you've ever done in real life? What? Um, exist? <laughs> My dog is having a panic attack in the background. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like drinking and rugbying is pretty close. To, the closest I'll get to doing what Tug does, so I guess I'll go with that. Tell a rugby story, then. What? Tell a rugby you story. Can't just rugby strap story. on questions to questions. No, you said I you did. wanted to be uh, put on the spot, right? <sighs> um, what's a good rugby story? Oh, here we go. This is a good rugby story. So, when you score your first try, which is effectively the equivalent of a touchdown in rugby, for a team, you're supposed to do a Zulu, which is normally either run around your team's home bar whatever, naked, while people throw beer on you. Well, the way the Celts do it is you stand on a chair in front of everybody and they sing a song about how small your dick is, whatever, and then they throw beer on you. <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was standing on a plastic chair and about halfway through, the chair snapped and I fell through it. And I got a big gash on my leg and then people were just still <laughs> chucking beer at me while I was just bleeding everywhere. <laughs> So that that's a rugby story for you. There you go. Very tug like. And you were naked for this entire confirmed. Process. I was naked <laughs> with a gash in my leg from a plastic shard that from the chair that went into it, and everybody just laughed and chucked more beer at me. So was, that's a rugby story for you. So that question also applies to uh, Jamal and Brian. If you guys want to answer. You can abstain if you wish. But. My most derf like. Uh, I don't know. I've gone on a lot of walks in nature. <laughs> it's just definitely something derf would do. Tell you a nature your, story. Got, Tell a nature story. nature story. What about uh, the time you almost died? I remember that. Which time I almost died? Uh, with, uh, with Pettis and Comley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies from college went hiking in eastern Kentucky. And, uh, we, did, we took, like, substantially less water than we were supposed to take. <laughs> like, it was, uh, the middle of July. Bad idea to hike in eastern Kentucky in the middle of July. Uh, and we took, like, a, a few bottles of water each. Because we figured, oh, look at this little map we have, which was just like a piece of paper, like a piece of printer paper with a few, uh, wasn't a real topographic map. And uh, basically we got lost like nine miles into the hike <laughs> in the middle of the mountains with no water. Um, and we thought we were going to die. And uh, we were sort of, particularly Comley, who was like a camp counselor who we thought was going to... Uh, <laughs> sort of pull us through emotionally, did not pull us through emotionally. Um, and uh, he was like on the verge of having a panic attack. I was on the verge of passing out. Um, and uh, we found a puddle full of like bug larva and 
poop and we scooped water out of it and drank it and we survived. (laughs) Well, because we were going to die. (laughs) Um, So animal friendship, a very derf like thing to do. Roxy clean it, dog. uh, Drinking uh, (laughs) animal poop water in in the woods. Uh, no, Durf would probably like use his dir- his druid senses to sense water a mile away and just go to it, or turn into a bird <laughs> yeah. and fly and just go home. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Carl, you got yeah. one. Uh, are you? I I was I've uh, also I've been overcome by religion once in my life, uh, May twelfth, <laughs> two thousand seven. Uh, I was stuck on a kneeler for about uh, <laughs> 70 minutes at my wedding. And um, not obviously a traditional like Latin Catholic wedding, long mass. And we had to kneel the whole time. Uh, and about, I don't know, five minutes left. My wife puts her hand up to put her hand on my shoulder. And her hand just keeps going. It looks like she pushes me over. I f- passed out during my wedding. No. <laughs> Rachel's uncle, who was a cop, gets up and runs up, checks on me. Everybody keeps comes up to check on me. Meanwhile, Bishop acted like nothing happened. I, I, could, I literally could have died, and he would not have cared. But instead, I was just overcome by with the spirit. Um... <laughs> Much what like, better place to die than a church? Right, exactly. So that that's about as relatable to Carl as I get. It's uh, there, I do have a video of that. <laughs> I was going to say, I, is I, that I, on I will have to video? find that if I can find that. Yes. Well, the videographer who was Rachel's cousin cut that out and put it at the end, so it's mm-hmm. not like technically part of. But it's on there. Uh, if nice. I can find it, I'll post it somewhere. I would love to see that. I have a little addendum to my rugby oh, story here. Oh, good, good. Uh, <clears throat> I just got a notification of the post of the rugby Halloween party I went to last night, and this is the post in the Facebook event page. I'm going to need that picture of Chip eating dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Uh, all right, all right. So those are some good, uh, that was a good personal question. Let's do a podcast-related question. Uh, by the way, if you are tuning in, or just tuning in, I didn't say this at the beginning, but I should. This is, uh, there are going to be lots of spoilers, most likely, in this Q&A. So if you haven't caught up, you might uh, you might hear something that is yet to happen. So just a little little warning before we do that. Um, let's see. And you guys can interrupt me if you've got one you want to answer as well. Let's do. Um, what do you think each of you bring to the podcast that the others don't? The story. Yeah. There you <laughs> That's go. That's my answer. Um, sensuality. This is also from Holly, by the way. Sen- wait, wait, what? Sen- sensuality. Clearly. Sunglasses. <laughs> okay, maybe this is a bad question. 
right, all right, Brian, you're up. What do you bring? Uh, in, in all seriousness, I am. I think I do the best of driving us forward and keeping, uh, keeping us going. You know, a lot of times, Kirk and Chris will want to sit there and come up with some elaborate plan that's going to suck and they could just go along with mine and it would get done a lot quicker and we could just keep going. That's a good answer. That's true. Well, I, I guess agree. I'll say the opposite. I, would, <laughs> I, I want I, Part of the reason I picked the Druid is because they have a whole toolbox of, of things that they can do in a given situation. And you use and none so of them. I, and I use uh, uh, some of them. Very uncreatively, mostly <laughs> turn into a bird and see what's going on up ahead. I bring, I bring tur- turning into a bird and seeing what's going on up ahead <laughs> to the podcast. It only takes him five to ten minutes of looking through the handbook to figure out what he's going to turn into before he goes along and does whatever he's going to do. Sorry, I picked the only class of us that has a million spells. I guess I bring uh, <laughs> combat prowess. <laughs> Lots of damage. I've been doing lots of damage more recently. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've been, I've been carrying. I up. really need you to back off on that because if you can out damage me too, there's no reason for me to exist, which is kind of like <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> so let's just let that be as is. Perfect. Just fucking like minus ten on all your damage, so I can still have a chance. Or what? All right. Sly Penguin asks. Uh, for the party, all three of you, what is your favorite part of the campaign? What has been your favorite part so far of the entirety of the campaign? Red Sands are. Like, that's just blanket, the whole thing? Yeah, no, yeah, that was, that was kind of like our first, uh, like, big swing, I think, like our big, like, yeah. that was our most encompassing D&D thing, and it was also the first one that we did. I mean, obviously, we followed suit after that. But uh, that Red Sands really sticks out in my mind. It's definitely my uh, favorite part so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I that that's what pops into my head too. Um, I also liked uh, Cotton Candy Village a lot too. I'm a yeah. The, it's uh it's the Halloween season. It's spooky season. I'm a connoisseur of such things. I like spooky things. <laughs> it was a, it was our most spooky arc. So. Hey, Chen, uh, have you seen uh, Have you seen the new Halloween? Yeah, it whips ass. Oh, yeah, it was fucking dope. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. It was so good. All right, sorry. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I need to see it. I think the best part has been the was the R and R and R. Like I think that's when like getting the back getting more backstory, uh they kind of developed all of our characters like and that was kind of a turning point I think for the podcast in general. Like up to that point, like that seems kind of like when we figured had a better idea of where we were going and figuring out what we were doing like in the podcast as our characters mm-hmm. and then outside as well. Yeah, I agree. I really like that. Um, for those of you that aren't Patreon supporters, we just released a, an, a few more beers episode with Kirk <clears throat> and Kirk, you talked about this a little bit in that episode is how, uh, so kind of how that episode got developed. Um, I went out and I emailed or I texted each of the three guys and I said, come up with your backstory uh, shoot it to me in an email and we're going to do an episode where we just talk about where you guys are from and like what you're all about. So um, what was funny about that episode is that all their stories, they never talked about them. They never um, discussed like, okay, what is your backstory so that mine can kind of like fit into the world. They all created different things and they all tied in together really well. Like there was one point that Jamal 
and his backstory was talking about um, like a strike, a union strike against the factory in Woodhaven. And then Kirk brought up something in his backstory where there was a, he was working at the tavern and there were a bunch of like union strikers there and they had never talked about that before (laughs) it actually happened. So that was pretty incredible that that all tied in. And then the whole dead dad thing, like all three of them lost their dads. (laughs) That was huge. Um, And I, you know, that kind of took the story in a different direction than what I had thought of because of their decision. So I, I really like, yeah, that was a cool episode. I think that was definitely like a, a, a turning point for sure. Um, let's see. Joe. Yeah. Tyronium asks, what's the biggest wrench that the players have put in your plans so far? Oh God. Um, <laughs> the biggest wrench. Oh, um, it, the, it all involves throwing down a pocket portal far too early than when I expect <laughs> you to. The first time was in the Hammer's Reach arc when they wanted to throw a pocket portal and just send the giant robot into the arcane tower for no reason. (laughs) Um, The second was this most recent arc when you guys opened a pocket portal uh, when you're at the Jello Crew house. And I had to uh, reveal something a little earlier than I had expected to, which then you just decided not to interact with at all. This is fine. <laughs> oh, this is fine. But, um, yeah. I suge- I, by the way, Durf suggested interacting with it, and the team was like, um, fuck you. We're going and playing. <laughs> this is true. Uh, <laughs> we have to, get, we have to get the crown anyways. <laughs> that uh, is true. <laughs> well, didn't we also... Didn't You also had a whole plan for when we were getting attacked by the Lich Dragon or whatever. Oh, yeah. Which we pocket oh, yeah. portaled oh, out actually, of, too. That is... That is another question. Someone asked uh, another question. I forget who. Let me find it real quick just so I can give credit where credit's due. Um, I think it might have been Ape Tit. About the dragons, the ending. Yeah, the dragon. I just saw that I really liked that arc too, by the way. The like Twilight Zone town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Dragon Spider. Yep. Dragon Spider. Uh, Underrated arc. Uh, Okay, Ape Tit. Real question. What was supposed to actually happen at the end of the Dragon Spire Island? Seems like something else was planned for that encounter with the dragon skull. And I'm going to reveal something to you. Here's what, This was my plan. And you may be mad at me, but it didn't happen, so you can't be. Um, if they didn't know what to do and they were kind of stuck and it was like an awkward moment and they weren't really sure where this was going and they were just going to be like, I guess we're dead now, which is a total feasible thing that these guys would say. <laughs> um, nope. I was going to have Abby scoop up a bunch of exploding cannonballs and fire himself into the dragon skull head, thus killing Abby and saving your lives. I'm glad that didn't happen. That was, yeah, that was the plan. That was the plan in my head. I was going to have that happen. There was going to be a sweet little goodbye between Abby and Durf, but didn't work out that way. So, but that was the plan. This was from Sly Penguin. How does it feel that hundreds, probably thousands by now, of people consume your show Netflix binge style? Wait, say that again? How does it feel that hundreds, probably thousands by now, of people consume your show Netflix binge style? Yeah, it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, like, I never thought we would come this far when I first asked you guys to do this, for sure. Um, it's pretty wild. 
I hope they start at R and R and R. That's where I tell everybody. Just to start, to start there. That's... I'm like start there and then go back to episode one yeah. later on once you've once you've caught up. I think we've had a lot of people recently that are like, I listened to a few episodes and I had to go and start at episode one because I really liked it. So I'm glad I'm glad they are jumping around a little bit just to because I think our, some, our new stuff is so much better than when we started for sure. Yeah, yeah that, that well, that's what sucks doing like a. Instead of like a weekly standalone podcast, so like when I was doing the Super Rodcast, you know, that's a standalone, right? Like people can just jump in and listen to whatever episode they want without having precursory knowledge on anything else. What sucks about us is we've clearly gotten better, at least the quality has gotten better over time. So if somebody starts at episode one, it's like Mm -hmm. a huge handcuff for us to gain another listener because it's just not as good. Yeah, if you look at if you look at our stats, it's like episode one's got like I don't know what it is now, like 30,000 downloads or whatever. And then episode two's got like 25. And then episode three's got like 19. And then episode four's got like seven. So <laughs> it, tra- it drops right. off after a first couple episodes just because of that. But that's why I put this little precursor at the beginning of episode one now that's like, stick with us, hopefully. Uh, but I still think we lose a lot of listeners off the first couple episodes. But um, for anybody that's I- caught up, glad you stuck around. Yeah, absolutely. There is one thing I want to note, uh, which is what Carl said, and I would have never thought of this, so I'm glad. But telling people to start at R&R&R and, R and going forward, because you don't really, you can kind of piece it together from there. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. everything before that is, um, you know, like you said, bonus. They can go back and check it out once they're kind of a little bit more invested. And yeah. we don't just arbitrarily knock them off the, the course right. from the very beginning. Joe, the bearded T-Rex asks, have you ever altered a monster mid-fight to keep us alive? To keep you alive? No, I'm usually giving them more health to kill you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, have I ever? No, I don't think so. No, there have been quite a few monsters that I've taken like from the monster manual and tweaked a little bit. And then um, post-fight have been like, oh shit, I could have done a lot more damage to you, but I forgot this. Like the dragon, the dragon fight. The dragon gets like three attacks each turn, and I had no idea until afterwards. So I could well, the, the, uh, the dragon fight is one of those fights that's kind of weird. Like sometimes when we fight really strong monsters, it's kind of strange because I feel like we're both like right on the edge of getting wiped at any second, but also doing way more damage than we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, so it balances um, out. So like. <laughs> Like, I I think if we had gone, like, another turn against the dragon, we would have died. But we also managed to, like, just fucking blow it up. Right. So. No, I think it was a good fight. It's it's hard. Like, on a podcast, we could. Uh, and this, someone just asked this. Ominous Giggle said, what do you find the biggest difference between streaming your D&D campaign versus just running a campaign offline? So doing a podcast versus, like, a home campaign. Um From a DM's perspective, I think I need to, like, grab hold of the story a little bit more. Um, You know, if it was a home game, we could figure shit out. You know, things could go awry and it'd be fine and we could make stuff up. Uh, But I feel like people people listening to, like, an adventure, like a story-driven, episodic podcast uh, need a little bit more content. And then, so that factors into fights and the dragon fight. Dragon fight at home could last three hours with more HP and more moves and things like that, but we didn't want to extend one fight into two or three episodes, so I kind of had to figure out the timing and be like, okay, we're at an hour, we need to wrap this up a little bit more. So, 
you know, there, there's a little bit of, there's more tweaking, I think, on, on my end in a podcast, just making sure everything is, um, is clean and, uh, and, and enjoyable to listen to because that's the whole, the whole deal. So I would think, you know, playing in a home game would be much, much different. There's also less of like, there's a little more pressure not to suck. <laughs> yeah, when you're, when you're putting out a recording, by the like, way. <laughs> like in a home game, you, you still could just kind of be out. like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We not that not that that translates to results, but um, some people seem to like it. <laughs> I think it's endearing. I think people enjoy laughing at us, not with us, as we struggle through <laughs> our the basic D and D processes as we're trying to do literal anything. You know, uh, like yeah. know our characters' race, stuff like that. <laughs> um, there's a question in the chat. What's up? Trying to remember how I found you guys. I think you guys guessed on another podcast. How often do you try and cross over with other groups to share your audiences? Um, we do it every now and then. I think Joe, you know a lot of other, a lot of people in the community. Yeah, right? there's like a Discord. This is pretty cool. There's a Discord that we started with, like all the DMs of a lot of popular podcasts, like Broadswords DMs in there, Venture Maidens, Taking Initiative, uh, Dungeon Drunks, um, Drunks and Dragons, um, God's Fall. Yeah, all sorts of different podcasts. Like, we talk and we share ideas. When we did the uh, Wizards of the Coast thing, you know, we were going back and forth and planning out the whole 10-episode series and, like, how we were going to tie in each other's episodes. So there's definitely open communication with other podcasts. Um, it's tough with schedules and just like us recording and uh, trying to put episodes out every two weeks. It's a big time commitment. So it's it's harder uh, to get together all the time and like do like special guest episodes. Um, but yeah. like that's why we've done the Wizards of the Coast thing. That's usually like once a year, once or twice a year. I think we've done three of them so far. So that's our opportunity to like set time aside and do something cool with other people so yeah it's fun though yeah the scheduling is hard i mean we always whenever we do it we're like oh we should do it again and then you know like right when's ev- when's everybody open who knows yeah um but uh i really have fun doing crossover episodes those no, are some too. of my favorite recording sessions mm-hmm. and we it was cool uh we went to gen con this year we like met up with a bunch of the like in person we hung out and had dinner and then went out to the bar afterwards and got to hang out with with those people too so that was pretty sweet let's see what else we got there's so many questions here i think that we like casually answered a lot of them just talking um let's see strive for honor asks joe what would you have done if clonts had failed against derf's polymorph uh i guess he would have turned into a chicken I don't know. <laughs> I, I was really happy when he passed. Um, he had like a plus six mod, which is pretty good. Um, I didn't. I didn't have a plan for what I was going to do if I succeeded. <laughs> like, like the 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 classic combo is if you can find some way to get yourself power word death. If you use polymorph on someone and use power word death on them, it kills them. Have you googled um, this? Uh, yes. Well, I was just, I, I, had, I had actually been just messing around, like, trying to learn a little bit about the game, and I was looking up, like, one of the most powerful spell combos, and uh, I saw that one. Um, I think that's a wizard thing, because druids don't get power word death, as far mm-hmm. as I know. Um, power word kill? I, power, uh, 
Oh, power word kill. kill. Yeah, because it's an auto kill if they fail the save. Actually, I think it's just an auto kill. Do they even make a save? Sure they have to make a save. This makes me feel incredibly better because I now know I'm not the only one who Googled how to play my character. <laughs> how to be a paladin. I think it's very uh, easy to tell those of us that definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I was like, whenever I look stuff up, I'm like, oh, wow, I, I think I'm doing this wrong. Because uh, <laughs> people be like, oh, yeah, you know, you can use your totem to use goodberry to heal like infinity damage when you're at rest he's like oh, okay i didn't know that <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but anyway i didn't have a plan for what i was going to do if i succeeded because we don't have like an auto kill spell so if we damaged I, uh, him uh, he would just <laughs> well but if you hit if you yeah, all that would do is turn him back into a dragon yeah yeah, so, <laughs> yeah i mean that wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have been a end game for the fight because it would have just been would have been three rounds of them trying to figure out what to do with the chicken before he turned back anyway. <laughs> so I don't know. It would have been funny. It would have been funny, but I don't think it would have done much but change him back. <laughs> and then he'd be a, just more pissed off. So oh, now I kind of well, wish we could have grabbed. We could have, <laughs> he, he would have dropped the orb. We could have just grabbed the orb and uh, pocket portaled out of there and then let the kingdom deal with the dragon. <laughs> yeah, just throw that <laughs> chicken into the, yeah, yeah. really disturb their roller coaster that they were playing on when we, <laughs> heard them earlier in the arc. <laughs> uh, uh, All right, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Uh, I just oh, this is a softball question, and I feel like we've answered this before on various platforms. But we'll answer it again. I recently discovered that the gang met at NKU or the Kentucky University. I'm going to NKU right now. Could you tell us more about how you all met and how that led to doing a very successful actual play podcast? This is from King Capital R Thur. Um, so, so just, so just King Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. King Arthur. <laughs> um, so we didn't all meet at NKU. I met Jamal. We went to uh high school together. So we, we knew yeah, each other through like uh theater, drama. theater stuff. Yeah. Drama. He was drama. tech and I started tech and then I got on stage a few times. Um, and then me and Jamal joined the fraternity that Kirk was in. So that's where we met Kirk in, in uh, at NKU and Kirk knew Brian from magic, right? Yep, kind of answering this for everybody, but magic. And then um, we got introduced to Brian at Kirk's wedding, which we were all in. And then, you know, a couple years later, that's when we started the podcast. So that's our backstory. And look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> or not. <laughs> turn turn off this stream. <laughs> Bye, guys. So there you go. Thank you, King Arthur. Good question. That's... This is a friend of the show, Zoe, by the way. Anyone has not met her in our previous stream. She might as well be a fifth cast member. <laughs> how much she's in on the video. Uh, here's a question for you, Joe. Um, in Corby, <clears throat> what were you going to do if we defeated the uh, ant kegs? Ant kegs. <laughs> uh, that was by Evandor, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is any possible way you could have. I probably would have just brought more. Because weren't there to three? take you out? Yeah, yeah, and they were ruined us. And they Tug, absolutely Tug was on the verge of killing one of them. <laughs> and I thought I thought I thought my recollection was that Tug might have been able to kill one of his just no. because he does so much damage. And but me and I mean me and Carl did I don't even think I hit mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he was he died, it was bloodied. Because I think I I described how like you saw some green ooze or whatever. 
I, I think it was exactly fairly obvious after like the first round of combat that we were not supposed to win that fight. After uh, both of I, you died? Here, yeah, like, the, I mean, it was it was early on. It was pretty evident we were not going to win. So this is actually a conversation I just had on the a few more beers the last episode, but might as well have it now since we're in the chat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, I was asked what I thought of that fight. Um, and did it dawn on me that we were supposed to lose or the intention was for us to lose? And my answer was no, because when we were testing out our characters, the way that fight was going was exactly how our test fight with the wolves went. (laughs) And that went so bad that in my mind, I was just like, we are, we are dying here and this is over. Did we we record that? No, I wanted to so bad. We we should have. I wanted to. If anyone is not familiar with that piece of. Uh, podcast lore. We did a test fight, which was basically like we were on like the little Skyrim uh, prison caravan, and uh, we got attacked by what three? Three wolves. It was three. It was three wolves. And we got killed. And we, we got body bagged. Absolutely wrecked. I really wanted to record that. We like brought a mic to that session, and that was that was where we created the characters. It was episode it was episode zero? We were gonna record that, but. Yeah. I really wish you would have done it. <laughs> yeah, that was so. Is, so Brian says it was quite evident, and to me, I was just having like PTSD from our <laughs> test fight. I was, I was like, "This is exactly how that went. This is a nightmare. <laughs> this is over. This is this is just a uh, just a disaster." Oh, that's so awesome. uh, that that's how I felt going through that fight. <laughs> can you can you guys record a shot by shot remake of the wolf fight? So, so let me let me tell you what it was. I'll give you I'll give you All the right. summation and then you just you, wolves roll up. Dope. Let's go. All of us rolled five or less for twenty <laughs> minutes and then we died. <laughs> and then and we died. Scene. <laughs> and scene. Actually, I think C- C- Carl, did you light the wagon on fire? Did I somebody did. Light? Mm-hmm. Okay. I li- okay. So wagon successfully lit on fire. Then we all died. Yeah. We were Bang. we were we, uh, like a dire wolf boss came in at the end, and we had already basically been killed by the <laughs> minions. <laughs> like it's supposed to be like you know, oh, we all right, well that was easy, and then the boss shows up. No, we were dead already. <laughs> That's when I knew we had something really special going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> That that's when we went and said, "All right, let's lock this in. Let's let's commit to doing this thing." After we lost the most routine battle of all time. Uh, uh, all right. Here you go, Joe. Okay. Uh, Sooner in Texan says, "I've been DMing for about two years now. I've still not been able to match your level of description. <laughs> what would you recommend someone do to get better at it? What have you done to get better at it?" Oh, that's a good question. Um. So, like, when I describe things in the podcast um, that are obviously planned, like, I have a lot of time to sit down and, and kind of write those things out. I would say if you're planning, like, a session at home, definitely take the time to kind of write it out and maybe read it to people that aren't in the session just to see if, you know, there's things you can add into the description um, to really paint that picture. Other than that, like, I I don't know, like... I have read a bunch of fantasy books, which has helped. You know, if you never picked up like the Lord of the Rings series or um, there's the uh, Gentleman Bastard series is where I draw a lot of inspiration from, um, you know, pick up a book, pick up a fantasy book and kind of read how, how they describe scenes. And I always like to I always like to have a picture up when I'm describing something. So I draw if I draw inspiration from, you know, if I say. In the Red Sands, like I was describing the desert camp, I Googled and found an image of 
a desert camp that I kind of had in my head that I wanted to describe. And I had that image there. So if I, if I, you know, I had what I wrote down, but if they ask questions or I want to throw something else in there, I'll look at that picture and just describe what I see. Okay. Because that's kind of like the idea that I had for that scene. So, um, you know, I have inspiration from a lot of different places. It's not just, just one skill, I guess, you know, read books, uh, you know, ask for help outside of, uh, people that are in your campaign. Um, that's what I could say. That's what advice I could give, I guess. I think for writing generally, reading a bunch is by far like the best advice. Yeah. For sure, for sure. It's not uh it's not plagiarism. It's uh getting ideas, getting inspiration. Yeah. Um, okay. This may have been asked. This is from Stabby Rogue. Um, who on your team does what? How do you break up the production and marketing responsibilities? <laughs> Had you always separated the responsibilities or did the needs change over time? And players slash cast members pick up some of the work as the needs increased. Um, <laughs> let's say Joe does everything. I do a lot. I don't do everything. No, I don't do everything. I count on them. So like Brian and Kirk are usually the first ones to answer questions that come up on Facebook on messenger. That's a huge help. Um, also like retweeting and sharing stuff like that's huge for marketing, um, talking on the discord with people. Brian does a lot of that. So as far as like the creation, pretty much tends do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) As far as like production and editing and all that stuff in the story, like, yeah, I do that. But, um, yeah. So (laughs) there's not, there's not a huge split. I'd say it's like, (laughs) 90 10, but that 10% is important. That 10% is Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. 99.5.5. <laughs> that might be 0.7.3. <laughs> that's true. Kirk's on Discord way more. Yeah, than I was going to say. <laughs> which is, I had, I had, which I, is I like sad Discord. because I'm on I like there in on Discord. And I had started to do it occasionally at my old job, and then I got a new job where I'm way busier, and I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. in, in your defense, you have the most important job out of all of us, so... Yeah, I don't know. Kirk, don't you, like, fix downed power lines? Yeah, but, no. I mean, <laughs> eh, not really. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the gas side now. Everything's underground. <laughs> you have to work real hard to mess with those. <laughs> All right, Spum asks, as someone looking to start an actual play podcast myself, are there any points of advice you could give? Uh, blah, blah, blah. We're just waiting for our first session next week. Yeah. What what advice, from your perspective, would you give to anybody starting a uh, actual play podcast? I mean, be funny and cool. Fuck. Dude. For sure. Yeah. All right, right next question. Poster child. <laughs> all right. Now that you've got all that information, get out of here. Um, I would say... Make sure whatever it is you're doing, you're having fun because if your intention is to do an actual play podcast to garner success, it's going to change the dynamic of the experience you have actually playing the game, which will come off weird anyways. So first focus should be just having a good time with your friends. And if the rest pans out, awesome. If it doesn't, you're still just having a good time with your friends, which was kind of our thought process is at least mine was when we started. If this doesn't go anywhere, I'm still having a good time with my buds. So. For sure. And I would say like it's it's definitely harder now than it was when we started because when we started, you know, there were there were quite a few actual plays, but not that many. So I feel like we hit the wave at the right time. Um, 
it's it's just challenging. There's the market is flooded right now. There's so many different things. So you got to do something that makes yourself stand out. You know, don't just be uh, we're three dudes and come listen to our adventure because we're funny. We, you know, you, you got to do something that's going to make yourself stand out, and you got to communicate with other people that are doing the <laughs> same thing. So I think, um, you know, finding finding other people in the same community, uh, getting out there, talking to people that play Dungeons and Dragons, marketing your podcasts that, through your local game shop. Um, anything that make yourself stand out, but don't expect success right off the bat. We definitely didn't. And we didn't see anything for quite a few months until we started seeing like good numbers. So don't get down. Uh, if you're not, um, if you're not hitting, uh, you know, high expectations at first, eventually it'll pick up and just, uh, yeah, have fun with it. Don't, don't get too serious about it and, and enjoy yourself. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add to that real quick is like, find your thing. Uh, we were pretty lucky, as you mentioned, Joe, that you know there wasn't there was some, but not a whole bunch. <laughs> and the stride we hit is just something that we naturally had, which is none of us were really experienced in the game. So that was the niche we were able to cover, and a mm-hmm. group that a group of people that I think we kind of found our wheelhouse with. That people were like, "Oh, I've also never played, or I'm haven't started, or I've only been playing for a little bit," and mm-hmm. kind of can sympathize with the stuff that we're going through just kind of on a bi-weekly basis. So uh, we were kind of lucky in that sense too, that our thing was just what we were to the game, which was newbies. So Right. Yeah. We have a lot of iTunes reviews that are like, Oh, I love listening to your podcast. I never played before, but now I really want to get into a group and try it out. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear. That's what it's all about. So. We actually have quite a few questions in the chat. Yeah. Let's do some chat questions here. Uh, Dirty Habanero, who made the amazing artwork that you are slideshowing in the middle of the screen? So that was Kayo Santos. He's on Twitter at Black Salander, I think. Um, we've we've posted a few times. We have a recent tweet about him with all our pictures on it. It might be a pin tweet, actually. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He does a lot of critical role fan art. He's pretty famous for that. Like, they've been retweeting his stuff. So go check him out. Um, yeah, so I, I, I uh, commissioned him to do some pictures of uh, our main arcs, most of our main arcs. So you see there's um, there's uh, Arrow's Edge, Kingston Landing, uh, Corby, and then Cotton Candy Village is what he did for us. And then the map was done by Devin Rue, who actually did the map for the most recent Critical Role campaign as well. Um, so she did the map of our world. Uh, so two very good artists you should definitely check out, Devin Rue and Kayo Santos. Uh, Sir Falcor the Fearless. Joe, can you do the Nero voice right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say, Falcor? And while you're typing that, let's go to Holly's question. Who would play Tug Durf and Carl in the You Meet in a Tavern movie? I've got Tug's character already picked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, go for it. Gary Coleman. Gary, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I would actually pick if it's up to me to cast my own character, and it would be Sylvester Stallone because he's like five foot two. He is very is short. He really? True. Yeah. He's yeah, he's minuscule. super short. I think that's that's still too tall for Tug. That means my character would have to be like Shaquille O'Neal, Dikembe Mutombo, Yao, Yao Ming, <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo, Yao Ming. Um, who's like a dorky motherfucker? Ooh, how about Tom Holland? Who is that person? Oh, yeah, the new Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, ser- real, real talk, Carl would be played um, the guy that plays uh, Draco Malfoy. 
I don't know his name. That guy, T- Tom Felton. That's really? It. Tom Tom Felton. Would it? Would he? Be? Interesting yep. options. Hundred interesting choices. No. I... And and Joe, pick a few NPCs to cast. Bree, of course, being one of them. Um, all right. Bree would be played by. Uh, hmm. Angelina Jolie. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Angelina she's Jolie. Like, she's like 60 now, though. That's fine. There's makeup. Yeah. They have things. <laughs> Technology. Um, what's another? Give me an NPC. I'll name. Uh, give me a couple of them. Abby. Abby would be played by, oh, if he was still alive, Andre the Giant. Who's um, Hit Girl? Wait, the, is uh, Andre the Giant? Chloe no, Moretz. Chloe, Chloe Moretz. Alexa is Chloe, Chloe Moretz. And who? Give me NPC. another one more NPC. Ricketts. <laughs> Ricketts. Ricketts McGivens would be um, uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> That's good. Holy That's shit! Good. I wish I would have started with a Christopher Walken voice for Ricketts now. <laughs> All right, what am I saying, Falcor? Oh, shit, I didn't know I was on the spot. Maybe call Hamlet by another name and have him come over. All right. Uh. <laughs> you look so cool. Okay, get your screen grab ready, Brian. <laughs> I do. Hey, hey, Henrietta, come help me with the extractor. There you go. <laughs> the, the synthesizer. That's what it's called. That's Nero. You're welcome. You're welcome. Shout shout out to Turquoise Gnome. Hey, Music Man's in here. JP Star Wars. Jacob Pretty says, how did each of you find your way into D&D? What drew you to the race slash class of character that you play? So we were all kind of new to D&D when we started this. Um, I'll say what drew me into the game was probably other actual play podcasts that I listened to. Um, I like going for walks. So a druid seemed like a nice going for a walk type character. And I like animals. <laughs> Thus the End druid. of answer. Right. <laughs> Halfling monk just seemed uh, funny to me, so I went with that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I developed something much funnier, which is the half-orc bard. Um, but here we are now. Tug, Tug is in my lifeblood. <laughs> Carl, uh, human pal, human paladin is just incredibly generic. So. <laughs> yeah, you were shoehorned into it because Durbin yeah, had characters of... immediately, and you're like, "Well, I chose shit. last." <laughs> needed a healer. They needed a healer who didn't do any healing the first like ten episodes. <laughs> to be I, fair, I did heals when I was googling. It said that druids are often also healers, <laughs> so I thought our druid would heal. Us and not his pets. Yeah, for a druid, like how many animals have you actually turned into? Not just conjured, other than birds. Um, well, you turned birds. into an owl or a I, raven. I've been turning into a lot of birds since. I mean, that's an exciting thing you get at level eight. Um, I turned into a badger. I've turned into a lot of little tiny camel, creatures that I can obviously. sneak around as camel. True. Um, spider. so like, uh, spiders, weasels, some more than I, I thought. I turned into a cat <laughs> at some point. The, the problem is, unless you're circle of the moon, circle of the moon, right? Or circle of land. 
Unless you're the circle that gets stronger uh, transformations, your combat forms are don't really track with level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I the things I could turn into, I, and actually that changes now that I have that staff that lets me jump up a CR. I can I can reasonably fight, but um, like Black Bear, for instance, is not very strong for fighting. So mm-hmm. I so I, so I don't have a ton of like fighting as animals experience. Dope. Sir Falkor the Fearless on Discord asks, will you ever release an unedited session for us to listen to? You don't want that. You don't want no. that. Trust me, you do not want that. You think you do, you but you don't, don't. You, <laughs> you don't want that. You do not want that. Maybe what, maybe what we should do is whatever the very last episode for the arc is, or for the, like, the, the giant, the, the big story, the last episode, we released two versions, the edited and the unedited. For the very last episode? For the very last episode. Okay. Yeah. Because then, then then, it doesn't matter. Like, they'll, they'll either want <laughs> yeah, it or exactly. won't. Well, well, it after does all if we of our fans stop listening to us. That's true. It's, uh, <laughs> if it's the last one. It doesn't matter because they already listened to the whole show. <laughs> so they could just be let down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's oh, just... man. <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> so I I have a question for for Joe oh, and God. for okay. uh for Pretty in the chat. Like, when is when are we gonna get Pretty to to guest as like an NPC for an arc or something or a couple episodes? When's oh, that gonna man. happen? We need that to happen, right? I think we do. I mean, at least maybe like a one shot separate from the adventure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Because then he then he that then he can make everybody music for for that episode or whatever and he can just give himself the most badass music <laughs> he probably would that's what i would do if i were him yeah shout out to shout out to pretty in his music uh that brings me to there is it was another question there was a question about music here um what let's see who asked it someone asked what's your favorite music from the whole show is favorite song or like certain part of an episode um, that you've heard. Let me. You guys answer it while I find out who. Uh... I think uh, the spooky music in Cotton Candy Village. That's it's all favorite. really good. Yeah, it's all yeah. Good. that one really yeah. stuck with me. Yeah, I don't know. I think my favorite is the stuff from the Waterdeep, the or the, the most recent one that we did for Wizards or whatever. Oh yeah, that was. Really it's good not too. tech. Like I don't know. All of it's so. Oh, that good. was sweet. The Demigorgon like, one. Yeah, that like, was sick. Like I've been going back and listening to more and more of it, and I just made a playlist of it, and that's what I listen to now when I play World of Warcraft. Dope. This was that uh, Sly Penguin was the one that asked that, by the way. Um, they're all good. I thought, um, I thought the um, the fight in Cotton Candy Village where they're fighting the bumblebees. That is some. <laughs> amazing music like if you're not a patreon supporter and you can't listen to that track you need to pay one dollar and then you can leave because you have to listen i mean this track is it's incredible what he did with that i mean it sounds like flight of the bumblebees mixed with spooky i don't know it's it's fucking dope that's my favorite probably track that he's created so far um i really like the like the last couple minutes of this past episode where like a that big dramatic kind of like uh, cliffhanger, I think, was pretty cool. There's been a few, a few of those. Um, I don't know. I don't think our our show would not be what it is without the music from uh, Jacob Pretty for sure. So agreed, one hundred percent. 
Yep. I don't know. It's all good. It's all good. What else we got? Uh, Gosent posted in the Discord. If you could, if you could create new characters now at this point in the game, what race class combo would you like to adventure with? Half orc bard. <laughs> Shocker. Too crunk. I've always wanted to play a, uh, and I did, I did, I did for the Christmas one shot the turtle turtle monk or turtle yeah. uh, mystic. Mm-hmm. I thought turtles that was fun. A, turtles I would do that a good again. race. I like turtles. I, li- I like turtles. Um, <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> Throwback. Have you guys seen the the Happy Christmas vine? It's one of the funniest things on earth to me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I didn't the- think about that. The so there was a uh, Sir Falkor the Fearless just mentioned something in the chat. Um, there is some Legend of the Zelda homage in the music in the Arrow's Edge. If you didn't notice the Song of Storms, a little Song of Storms action in there um, during some of the scenes where you guys are walking through the rain. That's pretty dope. Anyway, sorry, Durf, I cut you off. No, that's okay. I was watching the Happy Christmas. <laughs> it's <laughs> the one where she's in the store, like saying Happy Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, happy Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. Crid- God, gets me every time. Gets me every time. Just go on and cue that up, everybody at home. <laughs> if you want just a good seven seconds to start your day, bang, you got it. You like eggs? You like eggs? Uh, that's a good uh, snatch reference. Shouts out. Favorite villain? Heebie-jeebie. Or monster. Any monster or villain that you fight. I'll just include that. This says... What did you what uh did you enjoy most out of the arc villains? But I'll say any like big thing you fought. Um Clants. Clants? Yeah. Figured you'd say that. I thought that um Carsis was a really You know, like I said, I liked that arc and I thought that fight was kind of really nicely developed in a way that like plot wise um where like everybody showed up and then it was like he's her brother brother ex-husband yep brother brother, <laughs> brother. i knew I, I knew it was a relationship yeah, 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 yeah. um uh and yeah I, I i thought that fight was really cool and he nice. killed me he killed the shit out of me <laughs> uh i like that one too. i also liked uh Carsis is good i liked uh was it marty with the cop? Yeah, the robot. Robot. Yep. I thought that was sweet too. We got pretty ignorantly creative in that fight, which was fun. <laughs> yeah, like the the whole idea of pushing the lava over from the um canisters, I guess, that were kind of going rolling above. I thought that was a good idea. I was really glad you did that. That was cool. Is Dart Tholomew the B B E G? What's that mean? What's B B E G? Big bad evil guy. Big bad evil guy? The end boss. Yes. Spoiler. Yes. I know I just derailed everything. Uh Carl, favorite boss. Or you said uh you said Clons. Clons, yeah. What was your favorite, Joe? Favorite one that you came up with? Oh, um Was it the bombardier <laughs> that I killed before he got to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> you know that really cool uh guy in the arena? There's someone else I forget who asked this, but someone else asked, like, can we get a rundown of each of those uh guys that you were supposed to fight and just demolish? Um yeah, that uh that little dwarf guy was gonna throw a bunch of grenades that did different things. 
which I thought was cool. And then that didn't work out, I guess. <laughs> um, but you never wanted to loot him. And you're, you're going to get some sweet weapons out of it. Didn't uh, need them. Yeah, didn't need them, I guess. But um, big, big, let's see. My The most fun villain. Um, I don't know. I thought I liked Rusty. He had like four different weapons that had different abilities that he was going to use. You killed him pretty quickly, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I could tell Rusty was like, there was a lot going on with him. And then he, <laughs> yeah. he whooped him. Yeah, he whooped him. He whooped up on him. Um, but I, I think I think getting to play a dragon uh, in a Dungeons & Dragons game was pretty neat. So I'm going to say Klontz was my favorite uh, villain so far. And then there was another uh, question I was just going to ask. Oh, yeah, what's up? Uh, Sly Penguin, everyone... Oh, no. Only Eleanor. What scene would you most like fan art of? Oh, shit. Ooh. The Karsis fight is pretty fucking sweet. That would yeah, be big sweet. Bowl. Yeah. Pretty sweet. For fan art. I would love to see a match of Eratissi Trekkis. That would be hard oh, to do because yeah, there be would sweet. be a lot involved. But I think just the like the arena with like you guys flying around on your mounts and stuff, I think that would be super dope. Lightning. That'd be pretty sweet. I think from early on I would like uh fan art of Tug. Sl- uh, sliding down the mountainside on my shield. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Walter versus the uh, Ice Wraith. Oh, yeah, yeah that, would that would be, be pretty good, yeah. Shout out to Walter. Where are you at, dog? Shout out to Walter, man. I don't know. Um, There was a question about favorite fan theories. I'm not going to answer any of those. And I think, Kirk, I Obviously think you answered one. Eugene in- is a dreadlord because it's true. Yeah. True. Uh, my favorite fan theory is all of Heebie Jeebies. <laughs> you have to say that. Are you contractually well, I, I get, obligated I, I get to, to hear them? all of them. I hear all of them, like editing the A Few More Beer stuff, and they're mm-hmm. all hilarious. I like all of them because I love hearing people try to figure out what's in my head. I love it. Uh, Sly Penguin, Joe, what part of the campaign were you the most frustrated at the party? <laughs> when we're all together and Tins was wasted? <laughs> that was episode a great episode. Four slash five? <laughs> um, no, I don't know. You, I'll let you guys answer this one because you know when I'm actually frustrated. I don't get angry often. Uh, the... the- <laughs> The whole fucking campaign. I think I think it's episode. <laughs> w- I think it's episode one or two. We're like, guys, come on, you, we can't steal and kill. Oh everything. yeah, no, yeah, that was <laughs> episode one. That's episode one. That's I did. I was like, okay, come to Jesus moment. Let's uh, let's talk about how this is going to be something some people are going to want to listen to. Maybe <laughs> any time where you guys. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Because <laughs> what we'll, yeah. we'll we'll chuck out some ideas that are horrible, like objectively terrible, and Joe's like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that." <laughs> and, then, and then we're all like, "But we can like roll for it, right?" And he's like, "No, just we're not fucking doing that." <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, it's hard to pick out one of many moments. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I don't know. I've never actually been like. I've never actually been, and I, I get this comment a lot, like, oh my gosh, bless your heart for dealing with those three. 
but it's not it i enjoy every minute of it it's not there's not any moment that i'm like what the fuck did i get myself into honestly so i don't know it's all good it's all good <laughs> yeah i don't i get frustrated often when my um super cool enemies die a lot sooner than i wanted them to so that, we'll just say that the dwarf thing in the <laughs> arena not a single move <laughs> Sometimes things happen. Um, Evendor, Joe, if Tug, Durf, or Carl died because of an unlucky roll and not because of a dumb decision, would you let someone like the Archmage cast Raise Dead or Resurrection on them? Um, <laughs> I saw this question and my immediate thought was, yes, but that would never happen because the other two would probably just leave. <laughs> <laughs> would probably just, just be like, well, he's dead. All right. Because they don't know of any such spell because they're new to the game. <laughs> so I'm probably like, well, shit, I guess he's out of the podcast. Oh, well. Moving on. Well, to be fair, like if Carl dies, it's not like we can carry him. Right. So we'd have, we'd have <laughs> right. to like throw a portal down and kind of like try and push him through like a, it. Well, Tins could just turn in into the like... the ultimate call- callback, I could summon an ethereal moose <laughs> <laughs> to carry him. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I would allow it. If it got to that point, absolutely, I would allow it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, now that we know we have a safety net, time to yellow <laughs> right? strats all these bosses. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> that's the not Archmage, what we're already doing. Uh, I think the Archmage died on that roller coaster that we heard. <laughs> that was so funny like it's chaos in there what do you guys do i don't know i think we're supposed to go play this <laughs> hogwarts style fucking sport Let's go play we're in crown, so i guess we'll do that also the place is filled with wizards they gotta be doing something <laughs> like they gotta know how to do something in there all right uh, all right it is uh 12 let's um wrap up maybe just a couple more questions and then we'll uh we're gonna head off here Ian Hit on Discord asks, Joe, did you come up with the naval battle mechanics all yourself, or is there a resource for it? There is a resource. I think I pinned that in the content channel, or maybe resources, tools. It's somewhere in there. Maybe if you search naval battle, you'll see naval battle rules. I forget which channel I put it in. But I didn't come up with that on my own. Not completely. I did uh, I, I did some Googling, and I found some homebrew rules. I don't exactly remember the source, but it's there somewhere. Um, and then I tweaked it a little bit for our game. So I, it wasn't right off the top of my head. Um, I really liked how that worked out, though. But yeah, I, I got the uh, the um, bare bones template from from somewhere out there on the inter- internet. Only Eleanor in Twitch chat asks, any chance of Patreon named characters returning? Oh, I can't tell you that. Maybe. Oh, we can try. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Something that has been asked on a few more beers of some people, if you could add one race class combo to our party, what would it be? Um, probably... My answer was like a Nero type artificer character to come up with cool gadgets. Yeah, I was, was going to say answer. some kind of utility. Yeah, maybe a bard or a wizard. Um, that's some kind. Of, uh, what's what's the like shielding wizard? The, there's a there's a wizard subclass that that like specializes in. 
like something, some yeah, like a utility guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd want some sort of wizard mage, heavy heavy damage output spell user. Abjuration. Yeah, I w- I would like Abjuration. pretty as a bard, and he only like whenever he talks, <laughs> it's only singing. It's all melodic singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any last questions, chat, before we sign off? An abjuration turtle. I still want to know when answer. when Joe's fantasy novel is coming out. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't have that time to write a fantasy novel, but I would love to. I, I think this this came up as a question too. I would love to create like an adventure book, um, based off this campaign, like a a campaign. What do they call it? Just a, a campaign book with like all the locations and like different things going on. I would love to, after this podcast, do that. Um, whether or not that's actually going to happen, I don't know. But it's definitely been a thought of mine just to put something out there and just so people can run this in their own home games. I think that would be pretty, would be pretty cool. <clears throat> that would be very sweet. So, anyway, okay. Any last questions? Last call. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us, listening to us. <laughs> chat and ramble on for an hour and a half i guess yeah it was fun um yeah <laughs> all right I, i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> do the sign off now um so, yeah we uh but thank you guys thank you guys for joining us and hanging out with us on the stream uh we're gonna sign off for now uh we'll have an episode and next episode we're gonna record sometimes in the next couple weeks to put that out for you um, next part of the adventure. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for all the questions. You guys have been awesome. And uh, we will we'll see you around. Take it easy, everybody. Later. Bye. Bye.